Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, No, because then people would come on. Oh, so what up, people? Oh, you can share it. Um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you should see a button there, ECRG, underneath you called the share. Do you see it? Yep. Okay, so yeah, invite's different. If you put invite, we can do that too, but someone's going to come on with us. No, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go on the YouTube, and then I'm going to share it. I'm going to post okay. it to my page. Okay. What is up? Uh, we've got, let's go comments. Let's get the comments in here on a Friday. We've got Facebook which I ignore a lot, uh, unfortunately. LinkedIn and YouTube. You know, I I don't respect face. I don't give Facebook the attention it deserves. Um, I think they just make it too difficult. I don't know how you do ECRG with Facebook, but I use Facebook Business Manager now, and, like, it's very hard to navigate the interface. Um, I don't know why they do that. Facebook... I think on purpose makes it hard for content creators. Yeah, I used to upload a lot of Facebook videos. Not so much anymore. It's, it's just it's just too much. But, you know, I still get people following the uh, channel on Facebook and stuff from the old yep. videos. Yep, I see LinkedIn right now. So where if you Facebook people out there, let us know you're alive. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what you're doing, what you're drinking on. Um, I'm drinking water. Ice water here in Arizona, very important. Me as well, me as well. Christine Naro, happy Friday. Leslie Rudisell, happy Friday. So as you guys can see, I'm with Elite Clinical Research Group, ECRG here. I love that intro. Back with another episode. Back with another episode. ECRG, sometimes you get angry in your videos. Those are my favorite. When you get angry, (laughs) I watch the ones... Yeah, where you're like, oh, guys, I'm just angry right now. 
I think it was about someone lying on their resume or I forgot what it was, but you, you get angry every now and then it's good to hear. Someone was also um, actually kind of discriminated against that. I know like a personal friend of mine in the industry. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And yes. I did a, And I did an, an episode on that. That was how legitimate. are they, how are they discriminated though? Like what happened? Um, if I remember correctly, the, the hiring manager sent an email, like she was trying to get, she was trying to negotiate her salary and they sent the email chain incorrectly to my friend um, so she could see all the back and forth they were offering and saw that the candidate they were offering the higher salary to had way worse qualifications than her. Um, and that's basically what it was. Did they, did they like her better or like, what was it like just because they didn't like the person? Well, they offered her the job. Oh, uh, yeah. They offered both. They offered her the job, but they just would not, you know, increase her salary because she was saying, I got all this experience, you know, mm. and all this, all this stuff. The other person literally had no clinical research experience. Oh, wow. It was, it was wow. egregious. It was egregious. That so stuff happens like when people know each other, you know, I think that's when those things tend to happen. Well, also, I mean, you wouldn't have known if they didn't send the email chain incorrectly. So that's what, <laughs> that's what happened. So that's oh, what they're they trying to hide it from them. Exactly. Man, so they mistakenly tough. sent the email chain and then she called them out on it and they just basically couldn't say that's anything. Tough. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. I mean, from the, I mean, this is probably a big company, not a small one like mine, mm -hmm. but I've, I've had cases like at my site where I I've hired like two coordinators at the same time, both research naive Mm -hmm. Right. But because I feel like one of them is probably has a lot more potential, like, and I feel like they might get another job. There's been cases where I give slightly higher payment to one over the other. Um, but at, usually at big corporation, that doesn't happen. But like at small ones, it happens quite a bit. And oftentimes it's just a gut instinct on the on the owner or whomever's there. Oh, this is a this was a big uh, company. Yeah, see, that's different because they don't know. It was a big company. They don't go with gut feel of those cases. They just go with like, who do we have for the job right now? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a pretty egregious case. But uh, also, uh, another thing that irritates me is MedPace and what they do with their CRAs, making them sign non competes for fifty. Oh yeah. For fifty five thousand dollar a year job, absolutely ridiculous. Can you talk more about? Oh, before you do that, Daniel Co. There's our first. We asked for a Facebook comment. We got one. Not just any. The great Daniel Co. With an excellent name, um, from Facebook, founder of Black Women in Clinical Research. She's oh, asking you, ECRG. Did she stay? Well, she was never employed there. That she was applying for the job. She was applying for a study coordinator position at this um, research institute, and. Um, so she ended up not accepting the job, um, <laughs> after that. So, and she actually did, uh, I don't know what happened, but she did talk to an attorney about, um, a discrimination lawsuit. Okay. That's I don't good. know what, I don't know whatever happened uh, with that, but that's good. So what about MedPace and guys put your questions, by the way, wherever you're watching, I don't care where any of these platforms put, if you don't know what to comment, put a robot emoji. It helps shatter the algorithm like David did here. Okay, see the robot? That's what we've got to do, guys. It's going to help shatter the algorithm from our, our, our algorithm overlords. 
Google, Facebook, and Microsoft, which is LinkedIn. Did you guys even know Microsoft was LinkedIn? Come on, guys. Figure it out, guys. This is Big Brother. Okay, so what about MedPace? Speaking of Big Brother, ECRG, what about MedPace? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no offense anyone who uh, works at MedPace. And, you know, there's ways to get around it, but they have a, a pretty strict non-compete which is basically something you have to sign, um, basically saying you cannot compete with them if you were to leave in a certain amount of time. So typically it could be a year or two. But usually it's for people that have some kind of insider information that could legitimately compete with or put them or hurt their business in some way. So it's typically regarded for people that are like executives is a common one who have to sign non-competes. Right. Or uh, maybe like research scientists who are actually dealing with the actual medication the actual ip yeah exactly. like the science behind the like only a few people know the formula exactly so they have probably very strict non-competes and those are actually pretty enforceable well <laughs> and of course those people are probably making really good money too for sure the executives <laughs> right well right. medpace makes their you know entry-level cra sign it and of course i kind of get it because they are one of the only ones that will train people with zero experience to become cra's but um, it's kind of ridiculous because there's not like if you leave, you're going to hurt their business. Right. And uh, I want to add on top of that. So you don't this also, in addition to the executives and the scientists that you mentioned, it's also for like business owners. When you sell like a site, for example, um, they make you sign it on compete. Hey, within five years and in this geographic area, you will not start a competing business. So that's very common. That's understandable. That's like what you get into as a business person when you sell your company Absolutely. for an entry level job or even non entry level jobs. I think these, not, I think I know these are just scare tactics. All right. So anybody I've get these questions, I'm sure you do too. You see GA, I have a non compete, but I want to become a CRA somewhere else. Uh, you know, these are scare tactics. It costs at least 200 grand guys, 200 grand to sue someone, whether you win or not. So it's just a scare tactic, okay? They're not going to actually sue you. Um, yeah. To take that a step further, I did have a client who emailed in, uh, this was probably last year. They were leaving, um, where were they leaving? They were leaving, oh, actually MedPace. And um, they were going to another CRO, uh, IQVIA. And MedPace actually sent them a mail after they left saying, Hey, look, we've noticed you that you're employed at IQVIA. Um, so they sent them mail and they sent mail to IQVIA themselves saying, Hey, look, you guys have, you guys hired a candidate. Did you guys know that, you know, they have this non-compete out there um, and they need to, you know, fight, you know, whatever legal language, they basically say they need to quit now or risk a lawsuit. And so <laughs> that's pretty scary. Assist. Yeah, basically. And so he emailed in. He emailed in and was like, "Yo, have you ever heard of this? This is pretty scary." Of course, he's worried he might lose his job, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, you're right. They do the scare tactics. And I followed up with him recently, and he basically said that he notified the IQVIA law department, and they pretty much handled it. Yeah, because it's completely BS. Yeah, when it's uh, you're dealing with. I mean, let's face it, at the end of the day, like you said, these are not people that are scientists creating the IP. 
this is CRAs. So it's your job is basically a commodity. Like you do it one place, you do another place. It's ridiculous to think you're going to steal. Like, what are you going to steal from them? A monitoring <laughs> report? Yeah. You know? <laughs> we put those in our book for free. Comprehensive exactly. Guide to Clinical Research. You get monitoring reports there. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's total BS. And it's, it's really just a scare tactic. But obviously, it's scary if, it, if you just got hired and they're saying, look, you need to be fired or, or quit now. <laughs> um, so it's pretty scary. <laughs> well, get ready, get ready for both of us to get a letter from MedPace after this video. <laughs> Man, I just hate how they do that. I just can't stand it. We will no. put you on blast, MedPace. I actually have no experience <laughs> with Med zero. I don't think my any of my sites have ever done studies with them. I'm sure I've applied for studies. As far as I can remember, I I have zero interaction. I don't even know anyone at MedPace. But um, I have some interaction. We're actually using their laboratory on one of the studies I'm on. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, they have, it's interesting. They need to change that because they have a bad reputation. Yeah, they do. The glass door does not treat them well as mm -hmm. uh, what I've seen. They do have a, not, not the best, but of course, if you can get in and be an entry level CRA, then, you know, you kind of take what you get when that's the case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, I will, I mean, I've interviewed with them before. Uh, many moons ago, um, but yeah, I would I would have accepted a job then with them too, even though. Yeah, and then don't worry about the non compete because it's not enforceable. Right. If anyone has actually been sued by MedPace, we want to hear from me. Absolutely, I, I doubt it's happened unless it's like you said, a high level person, you know, where there's actual justification and rationale. Yeah. for signing a CDA. Yeah. All right, let's get to some of these questions, and then we'll get back to ECRG. Three times I almost said your name. Please so don't. I know. <laughs> we, I'm getting we, close. I'm getting close. We can't. We can't edit this out because this is live. So this is true. This is true. <laughs> I gotta like talk slowly, slowly, Dan. All right. We hear from you a lot about Creo. That's right. Esource, Ereg. How much does this cost? Um, uh, it is meant for small sites. They charge per study. I want to say it's like. The, the most expensive part is the initial fee, and I don't even know what it is, guys. It's either three or five thousand a study. A lot of times, you could get that reimbursed from the sponsor, and then they'll charge per patient visit, like twenty bucks a patient visit. So it's it's expensive up front, and then it's just like cheap, and the, you get a free CTMS, which is my favorite part: clinical trial management system. You can track your uh, revenue. What are pass-through costs? Can the sites have markup for the pass-through costs? Well, I mean, there's two ways to answer this. So pass-through cost is when you get an invoice as a site from a vendor. Let's say I have Alzheimer's study and there's an MRI vendor. And my contract with the sponsor says I can get $5,000 pass-through cost for the MRI, for each MRI. And then my vendor only charges me 4500 all right there's two ways you can handle this i'm not an attorney so just this is your options you just take that invoice overlay it on your own invoice and send it to the sponsor for 4500 or you can take that invoice and send the sponsor your invoice for 5000 cuz that's what you agreed on right let them tell you no that's the way i look at it but and they will tell you no, but oftentimes they'll agree with the CTA. What do you think about this ECRG? 
Um, are you, do you personally work with Creo or do they like sponsor you or something or not sponsor? So they're giving me the first year of Creo for free at my site in Yuma Okay. so that I like when it's natural, I can discuss it just like it was now. Okay. Um, but so I, 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 I'm going to end up paying the same price like, and I really don't know what it is, what it's going to be. Okay. I'm only asking because I didn't want to say another brand if you're being. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you can. You can. Okay. So I don't have any experience with Creo, so I can't comment on what they're like. But I did do a qualification visit at a site recently, and they use Real Time, this program called Real Time. I don't know if you've heard of it. I think it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was very, very impressed with the capabilities of that because um, they have an app. And I know one of the things that's big since COVID um, has happened is, you know, PIs, sub eyes. And, you know, any office staff may not all be in the site at the same time. So, you know, you can you can send stuff directly to the PI's phone for them to sign, um, you know, safety reports, um, CVs that need to be signed electronically, uh, basically anything, new protocol amendment, anything. Yeah, um, and so cool. they, they send that direct to the PI and he's able to, you know, when he's looking at his phone or whatever, sees the notification, is able to sign it right then and there. So I thought that was awesome. They also put temperature logs in the system. Um, they put all of their regulatory documents in the system. Um, so I thought it was pretty, it was pretty good. And I like the phone capability of it too, since everyone yeah. has a phone, you can hey, be anywhere in the hospital, mobile. be anywhere. And RPIs like it too. Yeah. It's basically similar capabilities for yeah. your career. I think they're all becoming ubiquitous really. I mean, yeah. just like CRAs, you know, what's the difference between a CRA at Icon and one at Ikevia. I, I mean, I don't know. It's not meant to be a joke, guys. There's no answer. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so if it's the same, then yeah, it's definitely needed. You definitely yeah. need one of those systems by for sure. And it's going to make your site What percentage? Because you monitor like full-time, right? Yeah, I full-time. So what, what percentage of sites do you see that uh, use eSource versus those that don't? eSource, probably close to 0% that I've wow, seen. Wow, close to zero. Yeah. Okay. That was so the it's first all site. paper. It's all paper of what you're seeing. Yeah, but yeah, it's all paper. Now, previously, we, we provided source to sites. We're not doing that anymore. Um, so mm -hmm. sites are now having to create their own. So maybe there will be more um, e-source e used because they have to create it yeah. um, than paper. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, this one site in particular I'm thinking of, they try to do everything electronically. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is nice. And especially so, because the CRA can um, look at stuff when they're not on site. Sort. Exactly. If they, they need can to do the, check a, a point, a data point or something. Yep. You can work. Yeah. That, that's what makes it cool. I'm going to be in a um, interesting situation because the study that I have, my first study, uh, sponsors creating the source because it's a complicated study. It requires a blinded, unblinded staff. And Creo has those capabilities too. But I'm thinking, like, should I just use paper for this one because it's a complicated study? I don't know yet. I still have, like, a month to, to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the e-reg part, I'll probably use Creo. Oh, no absolutely. E-reg e will cut down on so much time. My goodness. I don't understand how sites aren't jumping on that uh, much faster. Yeah, especially when they have the e-signature capabilities. That's oh, my amazing. goodness. That's a game changer. <laughs> That's a game changer right there. Yep. Shout out to Christine Naro, LICR ambassador, featured in one of our LICR articles recently. She said for your previous example, ECRG, 
look up the National Labor Relations Board rights in the future. Which, which example? So you um, the your friend that um, got the same job offer but uh, less pay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Facebook, you're coming alive. All you got to do is ask and they come. I love Sarika it. Buddha, I did a job in medical coding. I'm looking to find a career in clinical research. Sorry if my comment is irrelevant. It's not. It's very relevant. ECRG, what do you think? Um, let's see. Medical coding. Uh, you're probably based in a hospital or something. You probably work in a hospital. So I would definitely look. You know, one of the things I always talk about is look where you are. Because nine times out of 10, if you're at a major hospital, they have clinical research going on right there in the building. So I, I look, I would suggest you look there and see maybe, maybe you can get a couple hours on the side. Maybe they have job openings or something. You can start looking there before you start looking elsewhere. Um, because you have an advantage over someone else outside of the organization that you can just walk up to the person or the hiring manager or instant message them. Um, and they're going to pay attention to you. They have to pay attention to you. Um, versus someone else who's outside the organization. So I would look internally first before looking externally. And of course, study coordinator is a great place to start. Uh, absolutely. And Sarika, one th thing to add, our other Latinos in Clinical Research co-founder, Ashley Margo, she exactly started out medical coding. And then she went from that to remote site monitor. Um, no, okay, so in between, she worked for University of Texas Health Department. Um, in a research setting, but it's not really like a coordinator or anything like that. Uh, so she jumped from medical coding to working for the state uh, Department of Health, so it's health-related field and some research involved, to remote site monitor with a major CRO. So you can definitely do the same thing. You have the medical coding terminology there. Uh, good question. Keep it coming. Let us know what you think. Also have CRA and CRC Academy if you're interested. Let us know. Caleb from YouTube says, hey, does anyone know any CRAs with ADHD? I know this position is very demanding with lots of multitasking and focusing. ECRG? I don't know of any CRA with ADHD who has commented on it where it affects them doing the job. Um, I feel like we all have a little bit of that with the notifications on these phones nowadays. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm looking at my phone too, while I'm monitoring and stuff. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's possible as long as, you know, you can focus for periods of time at a time. Right. I mean, I don't know if you're Caleb actually saying like actual ADHD, cause there's medications for that. And there's, there's a Staris, which just got approved. KMPH, we've had the interview from, uh, the, with the CEO from Chem Farm. Supposedly works better than Vyvanse and, um, and, and does not have like the appetite suppressant uh, side effects. So, I mean, it's very fitting how these two things tie in. But yeah, you, you can take medication. There's CRAs with all kinds of, of issues, personal issues, health issues, psychological issues that continue to do their job. Um, unfortunately, I have known... A few CRAs. What do you think about this ECRG? There's been more than one occasion where I've known CRAs that have had, because of the nature of the business, like a lot of stress, a lot of being on your own. Um, I mean, there's some real psychological issues there, and a lot of them 
not a lot, many that I've known have, you know, started out casually drinking and then it becomes more of a problem. There was actually one CRA that used to monitor my site. They had to stop the plane for him because he drank so much. Um, like he was having like a seizure on the plane. My goodness. So they had to like emergency land the plane. And then he just stopped coming to the site. He stopped being a CRA and he was like CRA for like 20 years, 30 years. So I know there's like, just like any other job that's stressful, there's substance abuse going on. I mean, do you know on that? Can you speak on something like this uh, from your personal experiences? Well, I can see how alcohol could be a problem because there's so much free alcohol, (laughs) whether you're in first class or business class. or Those lounges in the the airports. Yeah, Yeah, it's unlimited. You can have as much as you want. And of course, expensing the meals, you can typically get a drink or two. Uh, with dinner or whatever. So there's no shortage of alcohol and I could definitely see it becoming a problem if, you know, if alcohol is your thing or whatever. Um, I don't know. You definitely need to be in good shape. Um, CRA. I mean, I work out a lot when I'm on the road, like every day. Um, and typically when I'm home too. Yeah. It's definitely important to stay in good shape. Um, I I was doing, you know, massages probably like once or twice a year. It's not a lot, but you definitely got to you definitely got to stay in decent shape as a CRA. Once or twice a year. Are you in your thirties? Uh, I'm 29. Oh wow, yeah, okay. You could get by with it once or twice a year. I feel like I need them every day now. Well, as needed. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you definitely got to stay in good shape. I mean, you have to move around a lot. You're constantly on the go. You're sleeping in beds that aren't your your normal bed. Yeah. Um, you're interacting with a lot of people. You don't want to get sick. Monitoring while sick is one of the worst things you can you can be subjected to. Yeah. Um, so you definitely gotta stay in good shape and stay healthy. This is not this is not some something for somebody who's not in you know decent shape at least. Yep. Uh Caleb <laughs> continues on. Um, I notice younger, more attractive CRAs offer are offered more. Then again, this is common across the board. I don't know if that's true. Is there ageism in research? I know the real, the politically correct answer is no. (laughs) I'm gonna give it to you, real Dan. Yeah, give it to me. (laughs) This is why we brought you on. This is not why I brought on, like, I don't know, somebody from MedPace, for example. That's why I brought you on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, But yeah, Caleb, good question. I think um, this is not just true for clinical research or CRAs. I think younger, more attractive people uh, tend to do better overall. Um, but yes, I, I do think, for example, if you have candidates that have, you know, a decent amount of experience, but you have one candidate that's got a lot of quote unquote baggage, like a, a big family, lots of kids, maybe they're taking care of, you know, parents and all this stuff. I don't think they would get the same consideration as a young person, single, unmarried, no kids. I don't think so. Now, of course, you're not supposed to discriminate on those things, but you just kind of can't help subconsciously. Yeah, it's a tough, I mean, we all know the right answer, but I get asked this a lot by my CRA Academy students because every now and then we'll have someone who's like a little older, like in their late 50s, early 60s, sometimes mid 60s. The thing the oldest we've had was like mid 60s. And they ask this question. I try to give them like a real answer. Like there's not supposed to be ageism, but there probably will be. It's just like the realistic answer, but I didn't notice about more attractive. I don't think that's yeah. True. I don't think that's the case. I would say um, experience would probably trump that. Um, yeah, probably most of these things. 
They used to uh, do the more attractive thing in the sales reps, you know, pharmaceutical yep. sales reps, but then they got in trouble for that. And, you know, even there, that's not, that's not the case anymore. And we have reps coming to our offices all the time. So we get attractive ones and believe me, some not attractive ones. <laughs> all right. Gazelle, how's it going? Howdy. CRA, speaking of CRA Academy, CRA Academy graduate and now ophthalmology specialist CRA. Very nice to see you. Brad Hightower, cease and desist incoming. Hey, man, bring it on. We'll make a TikTok out of it. <laughs> I know Brad. Yeah, we know Brad. Brad. Brad's not sending it, but if anybody wants to, sure, we'll make a TikTok. <laughs> um. Christine, eventually research results must be published on clinicaltrials.gov. Yes, this is correct. Non-competes are short-lived. This is correct. I think their mm. concern is more like templates. And really, the real concern would be like contacts. Like if you're a biz dev person, who's Rolodex? Let's say you're, you, let's say you're a biz dev. And let's not pick on MedBase because it's too much for them. But let's say you're a biz dev person at one CRO and then you want to go work for another CRO. Are those contacts you established while working for that CRO yours or the company's? And the answer is it's probably both, right? Yeah. Well, I think the issue with them is because, and pretty much anyone else that may do this, I know another company, it's a very small CRO though. Um, they had they wanted a non-compete. And this was for a $32,000 a year job, <laughs> Dan. I mean, wow. I just laughed that off the, you know, off the desk when I saw that. But um it's just scare tactic. It we really is. Stop, we got to stop this stuff. But the idea is if they're spending all this time, because these programs are maybe six months to a year, at the end of that program, a person could just leave and go get paid twice as much. Right. Um, so they want to stop that. They want to make sure they get you know some life out of you and some payback, some ROI for them, rather than you just jump ship if yeah, they do all so the training. My, my whole thing is like if these big CROs, unless their argument – at MedPace is, well, we have our CRAs do more than what they would do at the big CROs. So maybe there's some elements of biz dev there. Maybe I can see it. But from what I've heard from others who've worked there is that's not the case. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think it's I don't think so. Hello from Spain, David. I love Spain. It's probably one of my favorite countries um, that I've ever visited. Love, love, love me some Spain. I haven't been yet, but... Uh, oh, man, you got to go to Barcelona. You got to go. The food is amazing there. Oh, People man. don't even start the day until 10 p.m. Oh, that's like that, They don't start the day. You walk around <laughs> in the day, nobody's out. Then you get tired. By 10 p.m., I get tired. And then I go out, like everybody starts coming out. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah, it's like Manhattan, but like even more nightlife. I do like paella. Oh, paella is good. I took a class. I learned how to make it, and I filmed it, and I have it like on video, so I don't forget. That's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Caleb, do you provide courses on starting your own study or just a video? So you mean starting your own site? We do. We're going to come out with the PI Academy um, or Research Clinicians Academy. Starting your own study? No. I I'm not experienced enough in that. I'm Getting gaining some, but not enough to make a course. Oh, starting own research site. Yes, yes. Check. Stay tuned, Caleb, for the Clinical Research Investigators Academy. Uh, but you can also do the CRC Academy. Rod Raphael with the robots busting the algorithm. Rod Raphael's also a big fan 
and ECRG, you should subscribe, man. Chris and I, you, you know Chris, my business partner? Yeah, I know Chris. Okay, so we it's his idea. We started a reaction channel. So he's a rock fan. I'm a hip-hop fan, just like mm. you. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to play me songs that I'm going to rate 9 or 10 out of 10, uh-huh. me, meaning I like it enough to buy it and vice versa. And so far, and now we're taking comments from the viewers, you know, and we only one person won, but they win money because every video we put $5 in from our money. Well, this is on YouTube? Or yeah, the, it's called the Chris and Dan show. No, we would never put that on <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> okay. The Chris and Dan show, but Rod is a huge fan. Thank you, Rod. We're actually going to react to your song today. Rod requested a T-Pain song that I play for Chris. Brent Ellis. Nice says dan hey brent i see you man i don't see anything else in the question but shout out to you youtube premium man ecrg where you're bringing in tons of questions so let's go through some of these things okay let's get it doesn't this make monitoring more difficult with each site creating their own study forms i don't know caleb let's ask a full-time cra we have one on the show um yes it does it's more streamlined if everyone is like, for example, if the source is created by the sponsor, that's the easiest because you know exactly what to look for. You know exactly where it's going to be. If sites are creating each individual source forms, yes, you're going to have to look harder and look more. Some sites, they just print out EMR or give you uh, EMR access to look at the information and you have to kind of hunt, hunt for it. So that can be kind of difficult. But, you know, the more times you go to that site, pretty soon you're going to get the hang of it and where to look. So it will get faster the more you monitor at these sites. Uh, But good question. Good question, Caleb. And it's like I made a video on this the other day, why monitoring is hard because you can be monitoring the same study and you have like eight sites. They all have different source. They all have different way of doing things. So you got to figure each one out. You know, some use e-source, some use paper source, some use e-reg. Some some don't want you to go visit the pharmacy without an appointment. Others don't care because it's on site. It's all different, Caleb. There's never a never a dull moment as a well, maybe many dull moments, but never the same day yeah. as a CRA. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. Vinita, hello from Toronto. We love you. Love you out there. Uh, Elizabeth Roman says, what are the medicine for the crash cart that's actually needed? This is a crazy question. Look, I literally have it on my notes from an SSV with my site here in Yuma. So I actually have to buy epinephrine, epinephrine, then I have to buy dopamine and atropine. Those are the three things I have to buy for my crash cart. Uh, And I'm creating a McKesson account right now. So those are the three things. Have you ever heard of anything else needed in the crash cart, uh, ECRG? No. Um, I actually don't check. I just make sure that they have a crash cart available. Yeah. And and that and I check how often it is um, you know, reviewed to make sure everything is good. And yeah, most I know of them some are reviewed sites, daily. I know some sites just have EpiPens, but for the study I'm I'm getting, we need all three of those things. Um oh, okay. So that's like the more hyper vigilant crash cart. Uh Brent says, Dan, are you familiar with DocuTrial? If so, what's your opinion? Shout out to Brent, our YouTube member, premium member. Uh, I'm not actually, Brent. Are you, ECRG? I'm not familiar with it either. Um, I, the only thing I could say is, you know, compare and contrast uh, the pricing versus the features you get. 
Um, cause you definitely want to have, I would say you want to have some mobile ability, um, to send stuff to people's phones if possible, or an app, a mobile app. I think that's important. Um, but yeah, just compare and contrast what you can afford and see what kind of features you can get and the best bang for your buck. Yep. Um, David, in my case, being a study design lead, a sort of clinical trial senior manager with only two years of experience, isn't that turning out very well? And now I'm thinking about going in up the, down the ladder to a less senior manager position. Any suggestions? I don't know. That's a question for ECRG if I ever heard one. Clinical trial manager. Um, study design lead. Clinical trial senior manager. If you're, if that's your title, you should be able to get any role. I mean, there, and it, there's nothing wrong with stepping down. Stepping down from that would be CRA. That would be stepping down. Well, from he said that. study design lead, so it makes me think that maybe he's before it even starts up. Mm, okay. So yeah, the clinical yeah. trial manager threw me off because that's CTMs. Yeah. If that's the case, if you're a real like project manager, then yeah, CRA would be good or in-house CRA or uh, maybe a, a s assistant project manager. Yeah. Why not go parallel to another company, competing company, speaking of non-competes? Yep. I know in Spain, they don't have the, they laugh at those things over there. <laughs> Astaris. Yes. Caleb with a Z, A-Z. Man, I turned into the official KMPH spokesperson for free. Those guys are brilliant. I take Adderall. Yeah, try it. Look into Astaris, Caleb. Seriously. The CEO, Travis Mickle, if you message me on LinkedIn, I can introduce you on LinkedIn to the CEO of Kim. He's the inventor of Vivance. He invented Vivance. Wow. Speaking of IP, non-competes, yeah, he needs to sign a non-compete when he goes somewhere else. Oh, yeah. He's a big dog. <laughs> but he has ADHD as the CEO, and he takes Astaris himself. He says it's, uh, well, what would you expect him to say as the right. CEO? But he says it's really good, and um, he doesn't have that appetite loss that you normally get. So check that out. I'm no doctor, nor I've do I play one. I've, I've taken Vivance before. Uh, I haven't taken Astaris. Yeah, Astaris is brand new, but it, um, it'll. I think it'll start coming out. Rod Raphael, CRA life is a very stressful job. Absolutely. Absolutely. How are you coping, ECRG? Like, do you like it? I never asked you. Do you actually like it? Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, okay, let's say this. I love the lifestyle of it. So I love the whole picture of it. Um, the actual like job, like on-site stuff, it's good. Um, there's parts I like more than others. Um, I like IP accountability a lot for some reason. I don't know. It's kind of like a puzzle to me. You um, like that stuff? Yeah, I do. I like sh I like shipping the medication and getting it off of site and you know checking it off the IP accountability log that's been checked <laughs> off. Um, wow. I like that. Um, the stuff I don't like, I guess writing the reports is kind of yeah. Know, who great. does? Do you know anyone that does like that? No, <laughs> no. I've never <laughs> met anyone that likes doing that. But it's not terrible. I just whenever I think about something I don't like, I just think about uh, going back to when I started and taking meeting minutes. And that's the worst thing of all time. So that's I can worse always than a monitoring report. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. No question. Wow. No, so, I just think about that and it's all good again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Christine, 
David, don't go down the ladder. See if your company will pay for training and look for a program or a mentor. Check out GCP Cafe on Facebook. Yeah, and also, I mean, I know you're in Spain. It would make sense, but we take people from all background ethnicities, Latinos in clinical research, free networking um, with us. You never know where you're going to find there. Sajitia, how's it going? Caleb, having a BS in journalism, and three years later, they are project managers. It happens. It's all about networking. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know, guys. Yeah, that's a fact. Watching your video and driving back from work. Be safe, please. Yes, please. please. We don't want any accidents. We have podcast too. It's going later on the podcast. Uh, how's your podcast going? You're still uh, uploading on pod? Oh, yeah. The podcast does probably just as good or better than YouTube. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Like audio is huge. Audio is huge and they, they must promote it in some way. But yes. yeah, podcast is doing very well. I know an American CRA who worked as a CRA in Spain. Hey, there you go. Go network with Caleb. Um, okay, so let's see. 911 and Epi is Rod's crash cart. That's what my PI said, too. He's like, he told the monitor, why do we need a crash cart? We have 911. And then they, I explained to him, you're going to do research. You have to have a crash cart, even though you're never going to use it, really. Well, I've been told that before, too, and that seems to be okay, depending on how close they are to the hospital it's usually they say that when they're right next door yeah yeah you know our so. site's like a mile away if that no closer than that i'm talking like 10 feet oh like you could walk <laughs> like there, literally yeah. next door i've had to walk a patient to the er once one of my sites my first site actually was um like of like across the parking lot was the was the hospital mm-hmm and uh, we had a psychiatric study and the patient was getting like, he was decompensating and, and like deteriorating in his condition. He was like starting to hallucinate a little bit, like getting violent, not with me, but I can tell he was getting aggressive. So I walked him over to the ER and um, told them he was in a study. And that's, that's what we did there. Psych is uh, interesting to say the least. Thank you, Yusuf. Thank you, Elizabeth. Um, those ammonia pellets come in handy. We had someone pass out during an eye procedure and that woke them up. Mm. See, all the indications have their own little things. Um, ammonia ampules. Rod knows what that's that's all about. Uh, do you find documentation? Here's one for you, ECRG. Do you find documentation to be redundant for CRAs? For instance, uploading docs into Viva, then going into another system to list each document expiration date etc yeah and i think you're talking about the viva uh, etmf um so yeah it can be redundant um especially for sites i found like if you don't have ereg or if you are having some stuff that's uh, ereg but the sponsor still wants it in the binder so then you have to print it off and put it in the binder but you also have it on your computer so that's why we were talking about earlier um creo and uh, real time should decrease some of that redundancy, especially if you have one study and then you have an open label extension of it. Typically they want all the same documents in the first study and in the open label extension. Um, so it can really just cut down all of that uh, redundancy. If you, especially, yeah, if you have ereg or an e-source or anything. We brought the right guy on for keeping it real. I know Marjorie, I know on your clubhouse, you have that keeping it real in research, but ECRG keeps it real on his channel. Uh, also, Benita, 
Yeah, you do. Vin- Vinita says, Dan and ECRG, you're both my gurus, my go-to content before I take on CRA interviews. Thanks a ton. Thank you very much, Vinita. Thanks for listening. Okay, so Caleb's still complaining about monitoring jobs. Uh, <laughs> Jay Woods, I'm taking meeting minutes right now <laughs> as my foot in the door to clinical research. Is there anything that you can use from taking minutes that will help you as a CRA? CRA is my goal. I would say documentation is my short answer, but let's talk yeah. to the guy who actually did it. Documentation, listening, that's about it. You're not going to take meeting minutes ever again, probably. And um, hopefully it stays that way. But sometimes project managers do take meeting minutes, um, but I hate it. So that was the best thing about not being in that role anymore. What's like the career path from like taking meeting minutes? Well, you're already in research, right? So from there, it's pretty easy to like move up. Yeah, I'm assuming that's not that's not the only thing he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this that is something interesting that I've never I have not thought about before is if you reached out to a site or a company and said, I'll just take your meeting minutes for, you know, a few studies or whatever, just to get my foot in the door. That is something that I think a lot of people would be happy about being offered not to do meeting minutes anymore. Um, (laughs) So if that's how you got your foot in the door, great. Pretty soon we'll have Alexa or Siri who keeps turning on here, taking minute meetings for all of us. Yeah. Uh, Beatrice says, hey, hey, I moved from Spain. Do you need CRA contacts? PM me. This is for um, David, who's talking earlier. Hey, you guys connect. Uh, David, there you go. PM Beatrice. This is what we got to do. Guru Nation, you guys got to unite. You guys got to come together uh, and help, help one another out. Let's get through a few more questions. Dan, important question in your CRC Academy course. Do you train on how to obtain studies? Yes. We created this course with the idea that the coordinator at the site will be able to do everything at that site, negotiate budgets, get studies, recruit patients, obviously do the studies, do the regulatory. We're not training coordinators for academic medical centers. We're training coordinators like for my sites. And then we're opening up to everyone else who wants to be on there. So absolutely we do. You will be a generalist or if you, it's your employee you will train a generalist who has become who will become extremely valuable for your organization. Um, Jay Wood says, thank you, ECRG. Glad to know once I'm done, I'm done. I'm also earning my bachelor's in clinical research. There you go. Once you do that, Jay, I think you'll be CRA like in no time, if that's what you want. Yep. Um, okay. I like... The, uh, yeah, hopefully that you're only interested in clinical research because I don't know much about how it would apply to other ind- industries um, if you decided you did not want to do clinical research. Mm. Uh, but I know Campbell does have a good uh, program there. And hopefully they can set you up with uh, internships and opportunities because if you are based in North Carolina, um, I don't know if you're remote or anything, but North Carolina has one of the best industries uh, for biotechs, uh, large pharma, mid and small as well as CROs. So you're really in the, the, a great place. You can do your whole career in North Carolina, um, specifically the Triangle and Wilmington areas. Shout out to my little brother, Vic Sfera, Coach Vic, UNC Charlotte men's basketball. 
they're rebuilding the program. And go Niners is what I got to say. There you go. Uh, last one. Sounds good. I'm considering. Thanks. Yeah, Elizabeth, thank you. Let me know. I could put you in touch with Monica, who runs that uh, academy, and you can just text me or email me or whatever is easier for you. Anything else, ECRG? I'm glad I didn't say your name not once. I was not tempted once. like 20 times. <laughs> I've been listening out for it, but um, yeah, <laughs> this, this is great. This is awesome. Yes. Yeah, so we should do this more often, you know, going yeah. live with the community and um, the replay will be available. Guys, if you have anything else, let us know. Otherwise, happy Friday. Make sure the robots keep going. Make sure you go subscribe to ECRG's YouTube channel. I'm going to put the link underneath the video to his channel if you're not already subscribed. And since he started, he's been the only like consistent one doing this, right? Um, yeah. uh, 450 videos later, we're still here. So Yeah, I've seen and you've seen now people come and go. You know, yep. they get little like spurts. But then it's not – got to sustain, guys, yeah. if you want to do this. I talk about it in my YouTube members. It's not instant gratification. Uh, ECRG knows this all too well. Oh, absolutely. It's, You're not going to make any money the first few years. <laughs> it's not about the money <laughs> at all. You do not do this for the money because <laughs> right. I don't know how many hours, but a 450 uh, – I mean, that's – Maybe over a hundred hours. I don't know. It's a lot of oh, hours. That's way more than that. <laughs> yeah, probably. And not to mention the editing time, to thinking of the, you know, what to say and you know, all that stuff. So it's a lot of hours put in here to build a channel. But um, you know, really it's nice to help people out. And uh, you know, this is the type of information um that I, you know, I did have because I watched your videos a lot, but I kind of share the stuff I wish I knew uh back when I was getting started too. So. Yeah, man. We're both schooled by Gary V, at least yeah. unofficially schooled. Unofficially, yep. <laughs> by him. I've stopped watching as much because I just don't have time. But Yep. You know. well, that's what he says. He says he wants people to stop watching him because you're you're too busy executing, right? So. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. So thank you, guys. Uh, everybody, ECRG link's going to be underneath. And have a happy Friday, guys. And we'll catch you all later. Stay tuned for more. And make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.